Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Sunday Punch Podcast. We got Monty and Charlie back, ready for action. Ola, ola, Coca-Cola to you two. And um, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to talk a lot of NBA. We missed out on, I think the Super Bowl's done. The Super it's like, who gives a fuck anymore? It's so in the past. Although we should talk about Stafford, um, you know watching someone break their spine in half and then walking away. But we'll get to all of that. We want to talk about the NBA All-Star break. We want to talk about um, some of the uh, biggest winners and losers coming out of the All-Star break. And then we want to talk about um, – what else did I want to talk about today? What did I put in the notes? I, do, I want to talk about DeMar DeRozan. I want to talk about LeBron being the Lakers' GM – uh, I want to talk about Giannis staying in. I want to talk a lot, a lot of NBA stuff. But before we do, let's let's play uh, let's play Friday Night as an intro song tonight. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday, now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are kodak black and i'm white all right what i want to talk about with you two first is before we get into the all-star break which is coming up this weekend i'm super stoked about um Embiid, i was looking at Embiid's usage rate and he is on pace for in NBA history to have the highest usage rate of any player. And I was looking at a few other people's that had that usage rate. Harden being one of them a few times. Wade in 2008. Jordan. And he, he lost two in this. Luca uh, one year ago. All Are you guys worried at all about the usage rate with Joel Embiid? Because Harden, Wade, Jordan, and Luka lost in the first or second round of the playoffs. And with Embiid having that high of a usage rate, all of the other players aren't going to just start suddenly cutting and like playing like the Warriors. You think that brand of basketball is uh, conducive to a nice long NBA championship run? Or is it my fear and they're going to rely on Embiid just the way they were, even though they have Harden, and then lose and get bounced in the second round. You want me to go or you want to go, Money? You can go. Um, <clears throat> first off, I think the usage rate is so high because he had one of his main teammates, the main ball handler for the team, last year in the past couple of years sitting this entire season. Yeah. Great uh, player. Andy's having yeah. We, we know. Um Benjamin Andy, Simmons. And it's it's been working. I think that he's having a completely dominant season. One of the best seasons I've ever seen. I mean, obviously wasn't really I wasn't around for Jordan, but um mm-hmm. LeBron's a bum too. So wait, you don't think uh, you don't think – let's go to another high usage rate. Number one here is Russell Westbrook before Embiid is going to take that crown. When uh, when Russell was averaging a triple-double, you didn't think that was the best season you'd ever seen? Uh, I don't know. I mean – To me, that was the best season I had ever seen. He averaged a triple-double, and I think it was 30 points as well. Yeah, he, and was, he was doing everything. He was crazy. And, like, he – I know people nowadays get so many triple-doubles, but he was making it look so easy 
when before like people would only get like one or two a year, he would make it look easy. Right. So okay, but Embiid has a high usage rate, right? It's the best season you've ever seen. I didn't say that. I said it's one of the best seasons I've seen. Okay. And, um, I think it is. I think he's having a, a great year. I mean, it's the you were talking yesterday about this run that DeRozan's on. DeRozan should be the MVP. I totally agree. I think he should be an MVP conversation, but Embiid's been doing that for like three months. Right. He's been doing what DeRozan's been doing for a while. Um, and he did it a lot last year too, but um, usage rate, I think uh, having Harden, obviously that usage rate, well, I don't think they're going to be, at, I mean, he's obviously going to be their primary focus. Harden, if one of the two is going to have to take the backseat, it's going to be Harden. I think he understands that. I think Harden's going to play more of a, um, a, a distributing role, but money's also said, I agree with them. They're going to give Harden, he's going to be able to chuck it up 25 times a game. Um, but I think right. gonna, I think they're going to stagger it too. I think Harden would make the second unit a lot better because he's obviously a great creator and he's a great isolation player. I think together they'll be able to work work fine. But I think they're going to stagger them. I mean, I think that's the best way to win is to stagger um, Harden and Embiid. But um, there's my point little- being that Harden and Embiid now are going to have high usage rates. The other players aren't going to start randomly cutting to the basket like they're the Warriors, they're going to be pretty much standing around watching those two. I worry that that's not a championship-level caliber brand of basketball. That's my point. What makes you think that they're going to be standing around watching those two? Well, James Harden has always been an ISO guy. Embiid has the highest usage rate of all time. He's on pace for it. So that leads to people just kind of giving it down to him and letting him create. Well, given and, and and in the past, you know, Golden State, everyone around Steph is cutting. It's the Steve Kerr brand of basketball. Uh, LeBron on many of his teams, everyone was that won the championship. Everyone's cutting and and doing their own thing and like really trying to get the ball and knowing their role. I just think it might. I, even though I love Harden, even though I love Embiid, even though I really like the 76ers' chance to come out of the East now, I just think it worries me. And I wanted to get the 76ers angle i wanted to get the 76ers point of view because i think that when someone a kobe was another one with a very high usage rate is when you start just watching the main guy or the main two guys sure it's fun sure it works in the regular season does it get you to the championship and then does it make you beat a west team i just wanted to see if you guys were worried about that at all i i'm not worried and going back on his usage rate like Charlie said, it's high because we don't have a point guard, and I don't mind that it's high right now because we don't have anyone else on our team. Like I know we have Tobias Harris, but rather have Embiid shooting rather than Danny Green, Tobias, and a bunch of other bums that we have. But now James Harden, he is going to help that, but I think the one outlier to all of this when you were talking about, oh, teams like the Warriors or previous teams like cutting and just standing around is that no one had like a big man. No one really had a big man. Number five, like I, maybe the Spurs were the last one to have like a dominant with Tim Duncan and back then. Mm-hmm. And even then he would post up and he would draw doubles and then they would have cutters on the wings and he would dish out. Or if he's on one-on-one, he's going to take them every single time. So I think, yeah, the new age of basketball is constant movement and moving around and cutting. But that has also phased out the traditional five. But I think the Sixers are the one outlier that we have, that big man that can draw the doubles, can then dish out, and then even pick and roll, I think, with him and Harden would be – it's going to be deadly. It's like if you're going to go under James Harden and try to help with Embiid, he's just going to shoot. Or if you try to hedge with James Harden, Embiid's just going to roll and he's going to have a mismatch. So I think just having Embiid, we haven't really seen that in like the last 10, 15 years. So I think – that's why I'm not. I'm fine with his usage rate being so high, and then also bringing in Harden. I think it's gonna bring it down, but it's gonna help us. His passing's gotten a lot better too, which is a big improvement yeah. for Embiid. He his his first, I don't know how many years in the league, he couldn't read. He couldn't properly read a, a double team that was coming. He would would try to dribble out of it, or I don't know. Try, he 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 wouldn't properly 
find the open man. And that's something that he's has made him and the Sixers a lot better. And I think that's something that a Doc Rivers or Cassell has really helped him improve on. Cause that's, that's, that's really taken a leap since last year when they joined the, the organization. But um, I agree with what Monty said and specifically, and I, I stand by this. There are two players in the NBA that, no one person can guard one-on-one. That's Embiid and Giannis. You can put KD up there, but KD doesn't have that power and that that dominance around the basket, that Shaq-like dominance that they have that mm-hmm. forces teams to – you have to double them. Embiid has been – there hasn't been a single big man this year that could stop Embiid. Um, and the only way they can really do that is by trying to slow him down by just continuously throwing new, fresh bodies at them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't think that that's going to be, um, that big of an issue because they're going to have to pick their poison. Um, and either going to dominate one-on-one or he's going to, I mean, Harden's going to be able to distribute, like, like Monty said that he's, you can either you pick your poison, go under the screen or you go over it. And Harden's that good that he's going to be able to find the right player he's going to be able to get the ball to joe he's going to make life easier for him so um i'm really excited to see how that works out i think it's going to be a pretty interesting dynamic that this league hasn't seen in a while with that dominant big man and that extremely skilled guard speaking of dominant big men um last night ad goes out again of course and then uh, your boy, your your boy, Monty, your boy, the love of your life, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> does nothing. So now, are you willing to put Vucevic ahead of Rudy no. Gobert? No. What is? What, did you watch the game last night? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Last night he scored about twenty points against who? The Kings. Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings. Ah, uh, they have Sabonis now, <laughs> sir. Yeah, the de- defensive Sabonis. He's been known as a <laughs> all I'm saying, all defender. I'm saying, all I'm saying is, well, first of all, Charlie's on my side because he had Gobert ranked uh, number ten on his list. Are you willing to at least, at least say Vucevic is a top six center now? No, I had him at eight. Outrageous. At no, it was like. So, I, I, so AD goes out last night. Gobert can do nothing after that, and you still have him ranked again uh, above Vucevic. I'm not, yeah, because I'm looking at his whole like career and his last couple of years, what he's done. This man Vucevic hasn't done anything. He didn't do anything with the Magic. He didn't do anything. He hasn't done really anything with the Bulls. He scored. He scored the ball. I mean, I'll make the argument that I think if you replace Rudy Gobert with Vucevic on the Jazz, I think the Jazz make the finals one of these past couple of years when the Warriors well, then, have them down. Then they would be able to score a lot, but they wouldn't be able to get one single stop on defense. Yeah, but Gobert has been exposed in the playoffs anyways defensively like he was against the Clippers. So at least you have a, a center that can score. Rudy can't. Rudy has no offensive game. Vucevic, he would oh, get picked apart. Like. We haven't seen the Magic in the playoffs, so you haven't seen Vucevic play playoff basketball. But the reason the Bulls are going to lose – no, the reason the Bulls are going to lose is because of Vucevic. I agree. I I completely disagree. It's going to come to a point where Donovan's going to be like, shoot, should I have him on the bench in the last couple minutes when we need to stop? And if he plays him – I'm telling you, the the 20 points a game makes up for that. No, it's it's empty points because he can't get a stop on the other end. So it's like which gets you're us gonna to give up thirty. What's Adam, the argument of the defense night? is important at all in the NBA? I don't think defense is is very important, at least for superstars. Let, I think my my point is let the role players play the defense, the superstars play the offense, and you can you can if you, everyone knows their role then you will make the NBA championship. You can't have everyone trying their hardest on every end of the court. Well, that's what the playoffs is. Is it's like No, every, James Harden doesn't play his defense in the playoffs either. So well, you James guys should be prepared for that. James Harden, like, there's like very few. I think him, he might be the only player who just is in tune in on defense. But 
everyone else in the league when it comes to the playoffs is trying their hardest. Should we get into it, Adam? Well, yeah. Well, it's kind of like a different argument, I think, because this all started. So last night, me and Charlie were watching the uh, the Lakers game, and we were talking about the Orlando Magic, as you do while you're watching the Lakers game. <laughs> and we were talking about, I really like the Magic's core players. Let's talk about Ooh. that first. Let's talk. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get into this, dude, because... I think the magic let's you no know one, let's really keep no. the let's keep the listeners engaged here on Spotify because nothing keeps people engaged more than the Orlando Magic. Um, Aren't they the worst team in the league? They are the worst team in the league, but I do Next like core. I like the core of Cole Anthony, Wagner, and then who else did I say last night? Suggs. Oh yeah, Suggs. Who, untouchables who? untouchables you get you get your draft pick and then i think that they can if they get one more piece i think it's a solid team but what is that one more piece that might be a big like well, that's another one. that's another thing i have to say is why isn't orlando a free agent destination because they suck because yeah because they suck orlando's right? not but, a big market but it's it's a great place to live I did, right. but Miami is like two, three hours away. You're in the same city as there. I mean, if I was in Florida, I'd much rather Miami. pick Miami. All I'm saying is if that core is there, you get one more piece in the draft, and you can get a free agent. Look, Orlando has been a free agent destination for, for people. Look, they got Turgaloo, right? They got Richard Lewis. I, look, look, look. You like <laughs> to think that's funny, but at the time, that was a huge signing. No, Rashad Lewis was a big signing from the Supersonics, but Shaq also left. Like right, and said I'm White going to left. LA. One of the biggest mistakes of his career. But all I'm saying is, what do you mean one well, of the biggest mistakes? He won a ring. Oh, shut up! As a backup <laughs> on the Lakers, no one cares, dude. He went to the Lakers. Kobe called him soft, and from then his reputation. We're getting off topic. We're getting off. Okay, topic. so this is. This is where the, the big debate that I'm very curious to hear what your opinion is, because I think you'll agree with me, Monty. Uh -huh. But um, when we were talking about the Magic last night, we came about talking about Jalen Suggs, Gonzaga guy. Yeah. One thing, why don't you like their core? Me? Yeah, why don't you like Wagner, who, in my opinion, is the rookie of the year? Then you have Cole Anthony, and now like you have Suggs. Do I like them to be like a future potential four or five seed for like the next like five years? With that core, but if they could if they could pull in a f big free agent, do you think they could have a good core and, no, and potentially make always, a run? No, like they're always going to be like their peak is like a four seed. And okay. Then anyway, just get in bounced in a second. I, I I disagree. If they could get one big free agent signing, anyway, go ahead, Charlie. Um, I, I slightly agree with Adam. I think they're very young. I think the player, three players he list, listed could be good. Um, I think it'll be a while, though. So, And I think that's what Monty's getting at. It's like, it's gonna, like, I think it'll be a while. I think like, I don't, I'm, like, not even when we, I'm saying the Magic are win the championship next no, year. I, even just like, I like the Magic's that, core. Even when we get to that down the road, they're not going to make any noise. Like, I'm not scared of the Matt. Like, I'm not going to be scared of a Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Wagner – like trio like i'm not phased by that like I, there's none of them like they're good don't get me wrong but they're not it's they're not arguable good. they're not all stars i don't think they're, they're all stars no i don't all think all of them future. are i mean they're very young no, i very think maybe young. their potential I don't, I don't even think their potential could reach an all-star okay. like think about Jalen brown is not even an all-star now and i know yeah, down the true. line those players aren't going to be as good as Jalen Brown is right now. So it's hard to I, be an all -star. Okay, I, I disagree. But anyway, go ahead, Charlie, because okay. I don't want to get to our argument, our main argument. Yeah, so that got us on the topic of Jalen Suggs, Gonzaga guy, mm -hmm. big fan. Um, and somewhere down the road, Adam said, essentially, Jalen Suggs wants to make it in the NBA, wants to – make a, a good living, make a good cash in, get, what'd you say? He said like somewhere. If you like, want to get your payday, if you want to get yeah. your payday, then he needs to purely focus 
on putting all of his energy into the offensive end of the of the game. He said that Jalen Suggs is better because I said that I think Jalen Suggs is a great defender. I think he has a very good or very high upside defensively and offensively, but he thinks that he's a better offensive player. And therefore, since he's clearly not a like superstar, like top point point or 0.0001%, he should focus all of his energy into developing his offensive game. People will recognize that he's a good offensive player and get paid for that role. Whereas I say, I think players like him who have that high upside on both offense and defense should, I don't understand why there's a knock on putting high energy into both ends of the court because that wins you games, that brings recognition to your team, and you're obviously improving as a player. um, And that's what makes you money in the NBA. I mean, winning, go ahead. My point is, people. Well, makes you money in the NBA. What makes you money in the NBA? Scoring points and being a specialist, right? If Jalen Suggs is not going to be the Joel Embiid's of the world who can do both, or the LeBron James of the world that can do both, right? Then those players, and I related this to James Harden, have to focus on just one thing if they want to get paid a lot of money. And so James Harden chose offense, right? And he became unstoppable in offense, never played defense, but he got a bag because of it. And so my point was to Charlie, if Jalen Suggs tries his hardest on both sides of the court, if he's scoring 16 a game and you'd have to watch the tape for the defense, right? Versus if he's scoring... 25 24 in that range a game he's going to get a bag for that instead of being oh you see the magic they're really a try hard team and that Jalen Suggs at 17 points a game and two steals my point is focus on what's going to get you the money don't focus on on you're not a superstar so therefore don't try and do both and focus all of your energy like everyone else does on getting a niche. And this isn't just an NBA. This is anyone in any job. If you focus on a specialty, you get paid more in the long run. To which I argued back, debated back, um, that in the NBA, I mean, this is like a top 1%. Like these people are very, very elite at what they do it's very possible for him to hit that 20, 25 scoring mark and be an elite scorer and still put the same amount of energy into the defensive end. He thinks that it's impossible for you to put that much energy into both ends of the, or both, both parts of the game. And it's like, these guys, I guess the main argument, the main (laughs) argument is what shelf do you think Jalen Suggs is going to be on? Right? So if you, if you project him out on a shelf of, this guy can score 25 points a game and play great defense to your point, Paul George. Then if you think Jalen Suggs is going to be Paul George, then I would recommend that to him. If you don't, then I would recommend the James Harden route. I, I think for Suggs in this example, I remember coming out of the draft, they just, they talked a lot about his defense because he's super athletic. He can, he's a good on ball defender. So I think, think him in particular I understand what you're saying, and I, anyone else, I just think that if you have the potential to have really good defense and you're already noted as, like, gifted athletically and can play good defense, then focus on both. But if defense isn't one of your strong suits and you're at that point, then I would say pursue just offense. Like, look at what um, Jordan Clarkson did. I remember they brought – the Lakers drafted him, and he was in the second round. Was really good at offense, a little so-so on defense, so – he said, you know what, I'm just going to focus on offense. Then he goes to Cleveland and goes to Utah and becomes sixth man of the year just focusing on offense. But So that's a great example of someone just spending their time and focusing on offense. But I think with Suggs, he already has that like defensive capability, and he's shown it. So I think him – anyone else I would say focus on offense, but with Suggs, I think he can get you – I don't think he can get you 25. Uh, that, that's a lot. It, well, it depends on what team he's on. I don't think – like 
he's good, but I don't. He's not going to be like a super sharp point guard who's like a number one option. Like right. he's always like for young point guards, he's always going to be below like Darius Garland and that type. Like Garland can get you like 26, 28. Suggs, I think his career might like twenty two, but that that's a lot. But I think he'll hover around if he's the two or three option. We'll hover around like 16, 17, 18. But I like Suggs on defense. So I would can like want him to focus on both. But I'm with you and Adam that if you're not good defensively, and I think a lot of NBA players aren't really good at defense because they don't really try and they don't really care. I would focus on offense. Just like you said, like that's how you get paid. But if you already have like defensive potential and you're already good at defense, like then you just focus on that. Like if you look at Matisse Thibel, he can't play offense for his life, but he was good at defense and coming out of college, they knew he was good at defense. So now he just focuses on that. Right. Um, no, and, and if, if Suggs, my point to Charlie was if Suggs is better at defense, then he should probably just start focusing on that then. Like but you, I, I you think need to get in early. your niche unless you're a superstar. But I think he has he has the potential to be a really like solid offensive player who can get you 20 points a game. That might be down the line. So I, I don't think they want to jump ship yet and be like, oh, just focus on defense. What maybe if also the I think he's also on the magic, so he has time to grow. So maybe they're like, let's develop your offense. If he got drafted by a playoff um a team in the playoffs, they would for sure have him fo- focusing on defense and saying, All right, lock this point guard up. Don't worry about like creating offense, just go play defense. But I think his situation in Orlando, they don't have anything to lose. So might as well just let him to continue to develop. And maybe in like year three or four, his offense really isn't there. Maybe it's then like, all right, if I'm trying to go get my next contract, I should focus more on defense. But I think you should give him more time. He's only in his second year. And yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I guess who would you be your Suggs? Let's spend more time on the magic. <laughs> Who would be your Suggs comp? Oh, that's – I don't I don't even know. Charlie, do you have one? All right, well, think about it. Actually, uh, yeah, just, I, how about this? Yeah, oh, you I got do. one? I do. Drew Holiday. Then he should focus on defense. That's a I mean, fair comp. What do you think, Drew Holiday? What do you think? I think he's defensive an excellent but, defender, uh, but he can also get buckets. That's yeah. why he starts. That's why he has a ring. Well, he has a ring because Kevin Durant's giant alien toe was on the line. But anyways, moving on. Um, another thing I want to talk about, though, is uh, with all this movement that's happened and James Harden, we're never going to get to All-Star Weekend. Um, but I do. This I think this is an important point. With all this movement, I was thinking about James Harden being able to do this, Ben Simmons being able to do what he did, which is basically pout and get out of a contract. Is all of this movement good for the NBA? Because I was really getting nostalgic when I was thinking back to like Jordan. And Jordan was with the Bulls, right? And he and his thing was he had to go against the Pistons. And every year you knew that story was coming. Nowadays it's like Every year, it's like who's who, what, where's going, who's going where, who's pouting, who's getting on another team. There's no, you know, like WWE storylines happening anymore. And it's just like, oh, Kevin Durant went to the Nets. Oh, James Harden pouted his, his way out of his second team in 11 months, and now he's on the 76ers. Ben Simmons was sad that Doc Rivers said something about him. Now he's on the fucking net. Is this good for the NBA? Are you more excited about the NBA now, or would, or does some power need to go back to the ownership? Uh, I, I mean, I think you could argue both ways. I think the constant changing is—it's an interesting dynamic. Um, there's a, the the drama levels of the NBA. I think that brings in a lot of money. Is this the drama that it's creating? Um. But I do think that the players are uh, um, the stuff that like Harden. I mean, from a business standpoint, it's like it's a cop out. It's soft. Like if you sign, if you if you don't see yourself there in three or four years, then don't sign the contract type of thing. But 
Um, I mean, but when you're getting a hundred million waved in your face, it's like you're gonna jump at that instantly. And but well, back in the day, back in the day, you could money whip the players. You could like Chris Weber when he was on Sacramento. Nobody else could pay him the amount that Sacramento could pay him, right? And so then they would say, "Hey, look, you can fly to L.A. in thirty minutes." Blah blah. blah. Nobody else can pay you over the luxury tax like we can because you're a Sacramento King. Um, now it's not kind of the same thing, but I don't know. I, it's it's repl- I guess it's replacing one drama for the other drama where it's like, oh, Jordan's got to get over this Detroit Pistons hump, and that's the drama. And now the drama is, will James Harden stay with the 76ers for more than 10 months? So it's like, I guess what drama do you prefer? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for power for the players because, I mean, they're the ones putting the product, like, on the court. But I think we're done with the era of, like, Kobe, Duncan, Nowitzki, like, all staying with one team. Because I would say Giannis is the outlier of all. No, this. he's going to go through this contract, and then he's going to go to L.A., New York, Miami. Or you think so? Charlie, you it, think that? Well, the, well like – I just think that's the nature of the game, like where it's headed to. I think like like you said, like Jordan was like, Oh, how can how can we beat the Pistons? And even like LeBron was like, How would LeBron beat the Pistons? And then the whole Celtics and then that formed. So then I think that sort of changed the game when the Celtics made their big three to take down mm-hmm. the Cavs, and that sort of shifted away everything. And then once all the greats retired. Now everyone is looking to jump ship. And I personally don't like that, but I think it brings headlines. And I know the NBA tried, like they have incentives to try to, for um, teams to keep their players. Like I know for max deals, if you're already on the team, you can offer a fifth year compared to if they sign to a new team, it's Mm -hmm. only four year and the amount of money they give. But I, as you can see, like players don't really care about that. They'll still want out and demand a trade. And I think it's it's pretty soft on their end. It's like, oh, when the going gets rough, let me just jump ship and go where else. Right. Sort of run away from the grind. But, I mean, I feel like they've gotten so much power the last like 10, 15 years. They can do whatever they want. And I don't know how ownership would take like the power back. But, I mean, I – I would rather have them stay on their team, but I do like how it brings headlines and there's constant back and forth and changing compared to other leagues where not much, not much happens. Charles. Um, I'll get to that one sec. Are you watching the Sixers game right now, Money? Yeah, I am. I am. The The Sixers are up by what? Seven well, now? Scored 45 in the second quarter. Maxi just had 14 in the second Wow. I know. I knew we were down. We were just down. Yeah. We were down literally like 10 minutes ago. We were down 41 to 51. We're up 69 to 61 at the half. Wow. Yeah. 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 They're doing well. Indeed. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, Coach Bud still looks like he just escaped Margaritaville. <laughs> Harden, Harden away again in no, what I'm saying is, though, Giannis, speaking of, let's tie it back in. I think Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee, and that's what's so cool about Giannis. And don't you think there's an added brand benefit to Giannis staying in Milwaukee versus all these other players switching? Because really, how can you, how can you like, how can the town relate to some of these guys? You know, like when you think of KD, do you think of anything? Like Giannis, you're like Milwaukee Buck. You don't think KD and think anything other than. Sharp and soft. That's what I think of. Right. Uh, Even even to be honest, even LeBron, even LeBron. Do you think Cavalier when you think LeBron? Yeah, I I think of the Cavs. You do? I. It's kind of it's kind of muddled for me now. James Harden's gonna have no. I think there's something to be said to having the city behind you for like seven years. I agree. I mean it, it. you said the one, the one um, player that you said Giannis is that one player. Well, yeah, you got Giannis, or and I think that Lucas is another outlier. You're who, forgetting who will, number one, that's Steph Curry. Uh, there you go. Yes, exactly. And Steph Curry, to me, brand wise, is eons ahead of them because 
he was the man in Golden State. He did. And by the way, by the way, by the way, you, you said, how can ownership switch the power? How about just making your place the dopest place ever? It's hard to like compete. Golden Golden State's away locker room has hot tubs and <laughs> has fu- no no seriously has like a massage therapist because you know what to Golden State it's not that's not the visiting team those are potential free agents that's a fair point the Orlando Magic don't have that and it's crazy to me. Like the Orlando Magic, not to get back on the Magic again, but like it should be a free agent destination. Why don't you just make Orlando dope to be in? Why don't you go to? They don't have the money. Why don't you go to? Oh, they got money, dude. They got money. If like, why not just go to these players and be like, "What is it gonna take to make you happy?" We are the small market team, and that's what Milwaukee did for Giannis. So that's what you could do as one of these small market teams so people aren't jumping ship. Yeah, I mean. But instead, they're going to try and do it in like the player negotiations and everything else and try and make it harder because we're going to pay you so much more money. Why don't you just make your place so cool that no one wants to leave? It's really hard to make Orlando so cool, though. <laughs> you have, yeah, have you been to Orlando? Hey, you're biased. You're from Florida. Orlando's a good time. Do you live on a golf course? You fucking fly to Miami whenever you want. But why like, not I mean, live in Miami then? But let's let's think about it <laughs> yeah. from an NBA player's perspective. Like you're not really in the city. You don't really live there, right? So what does it matter? I mean, the only reason that New York and LA aren't consistently like good is because their ownership is so so horrendous that. New York, you're like, why can't the Knicks be good? Because James Dolan is such a horrendous owner. But the market makes up for it. What I'm saying is like Milwaukee is the is the blueprint. And so if you want if you want to keep your your guy, right? Become like Milwaukee and do everything humanly possible. They talk to Giannis. They give him whatever he wants. They they're involving him in decision making. And so it's like that's the way to keep the guy. Yeah, you well, know, the I, big factor is you got to get that guy in the first place. You got to draft him. You got to be able to draft right, him and to, right. To and that's the problem. It. And that's the problem with like Atlanta because Atlanta should be a city that is like number one free agent destination for these guys. They, they're be, they're becoming that though. I think that Atlanta. I mean, I think Trey Young is right. They, is they, he is that he, guy though? I mean, he's no. He's not a Luca. He's not a Steph. He's not a Giannis. Right. But. They're following that blueprint that you're saying. They're doing well, the best Dallas, they can. Dallas did that blueprint too, and that's why they have a guy like Luca. Who's yeah, that's why they got Dinwiddie now. Exactly, exactly. And their locker rooms dope, and and they'll do anything for Luca and everything else. Dallas is not actually a great destination for free agents, but they've they've made it that way with how they treated Dirk, and now with Luca. Well, Dallas is the worst sports city in country so we, we know that <laughs> I, I do think so Giannis I think he's gonna like leave I know he's under contract for like a couple more years I think he's gonna he's leave not, because I, look, Charlie do you think Giannis is gonna leave Milwaukee well can, can I walk through what my reasoning behind it is no I need to interrupt you <laughs> no I'm just yeah joking. I don't like interrupting uh, so he, Giannis <laughs> wants to win every year he wants to be in a conversation of an all-time great he's already has two MVPs and by the time his career ends, he could get three, four, five, and he already has a chip now, and he I, probably wants to win more. So when he gets later on in his contract, so their core is him, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday will get up there in age. So who is Giannis going to be there by himself? And if it's not like they can flip Middleton and Drew Holiday and get someone else because no one's going to trade for like an older – Middleton or Holiday, and then it's going to be like, well, no one's going to want to come to Milwaukee. It was like when LeBron tried to recruit Melo like back in like 2010 to come to the um, Cavs. Melo was like, I don't even leave my hotel room when I go to Cleveland. How am I supposed to live there? So I feel like the same as in Milwaukee. Like, ain't nothing to do in Milwaukee. No one's going to want to go and play there. So I think – I know Giannis is going to stay there for the next couple of years, but I think when his next contract comes, he's – it would make sense – Basketball wise, 
to go somewhere else if he's going to have like an aging Chris Middleton, an aging Drew Holiday. He's going to need another superstar player. My my combat to that would be Giannis will say, dude, wait till you get here and wait till you see what management does for you. You thought LA, right? It's like if someone's in LA or New York or one of these one with one of the insane owners of like, dude, you haven't you've been in an abusive like I think Giannis will say, dude, wait till you get here. The, Whereas Cleveland fair, but... is the outlier because Cleveland still has terrible ownership. So it's not like LeBron was saying, dude, wait till you get here because he was like, no, Dan Gilbert sucks. About and so therefore it's that. Cleveland and terrible ownership. Whereas Giannis is like, look, you might not like Milwaukee. Doesn't matter. You have a private plane anywhere you want to go. These, the, these guys will do anything for you. Well, let's not forget that Giannis, he waited to sign a Supermax because had they lost last year and they hadn't won the championship, he would have left. Yep. And so he he's already thought about leaving. He was eligible to sign the Supermax a year before, and he waited to sign it. And then after they won, and even Milwaukee was like sort of freaking out, oh, he still might leave. So I, he's, he's definitely thought about it. And as you said, he was a Kevin Durant toenail away from heading out of Milwaukee. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Leave you really think he would have left if they didn't? Hundred percent. He he was like, the, Milwaukee hadn't really done anything throughout his time. Like they would get to the playoffs, but they'd always find a way to lose. And I know they swung that trade to get Drew Holiday. And there there wasn't even there was also they had traded for um, Bogdanovich, and that trade got declined. And apparently Giannis was really mad about that. He was like, right. no one no one wants to come to Milwaukee. Nothing's like going for us. And then they got. Holiday and they won the chip and it worked out all well. But had they lost last year, he he would he would have left. Okay, ah, that was a bad point. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, but do you guys agree with my point that like, like the Atlantas, the Houston's of the world should make their shit so dope? Like, there's no reason the Atlantas and Houston's of the world should not be an attractive place for an NBA player to go. No, I agree with that. They'll always be like behind like the LA, Miami, New York, but I think there should be a 1A and a 1B and the Houston, Atlanta, and the other big cities should be right, right. behind them. Like Utah should have a giant hot tub full of prostitutes every time you go in at halftime. They're Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Utah, and that's why they're having the problems with Donovan Mitchell now, that I'm convinced. <laughs> All right, let's – uh what are we? 40, oh, 42 minutes in. Let's get to, let's get to the NBA All-Star break. By the way, will you finally admit DeMar DeRozan's good at basketball? What do you mean? I've never said he wasn't good. Hey, you didn't like him. You didn't. You weren't, you weren't caring for him. Now he's done something that not even Wilt Chamberlain did. So, um, Okay, let's get to the NBA All-Star weekend in our 42-minute mark. Um we start off with the celebrity game, which is always a fun time to me. Um, do you think anything surprising will happen in this uh, celebrity game? Uh, and I want to I want to bring us through some history here because the Secretary of Education a few Chicago. years ago straight up dominated the competition, and we're just gonna watch like a minute and a half of his highlights right now. U.S. Secretary of Education on the East Team, number 80, Arnie Duncan. And Barrett from the baseline. Duncan with the rebound. Oh, nice cut fake. Lefty, he's all business. Had a chance to speak with him before the game tonight. Said he played a couple of times last week leading up to this one with the president. And Duncan with a steal. Boy, Arnie Duncan really filling up the stat sheet. Nice pass oh. to little Romeo. And Romeo Carmelo. styled it a little bit with the hand behind the head. He went Carmelo. Oh. Arnie was obviously robbed a couple of years ago. And boy, he's trying to get it back this year. A little strong. Duncan again and one. Arnie Duncan filling his hat right now. He's got nine points. Wow. Great look there again. Arnie Duncan, just the maestro out here. He's 
Dropping down. Oscar Robert, he's LeBron James. He's dunking inside, and we're tied at 40. Duncan Artie calling won. for the foul. Yeah, he wanted the foul. Great finish. Duncan fires it. Artie Duncan doing it. Oh, what a oh time. My goodness, this oh. Are you kidding me? Artie, Oscar, Duncan. Wow. Oh, my, what a look. Look at this pass. What a dime. Oh, wow. Very well done, Arnie. Very well done. Can't take this one. I have to be a humble loser. Artie Duncan, man, I got to respectfully give you the MVP trophy. Artie Duncan, phenomenal player. I'm going down as a loser this year. Two years ago, Arnie, you and Kevin were co-MVPs, 20 points. Bunch of rebounds, seven assists, 11 boards. What was it like out there for you tonight? What was the key for your 20 points? That passed seven assists and 11 boards for the Secretary of Education. He's thinking about running for mayor in Chicago. That's why oh, I saw okay. his name recently. But dude, how about that pass the behind the whoop? And that's that's or, tomorrow's practice. Or will we have some sort of awkward political statement like we did with Sage Steele? Congratulations. Thank you. I just want to say, as an election year in the U.S., the U.S. has a lot they can learn from Canada. Healthcare, taking care of people. And I think so we're talking about celebrity stuff, not politics. Congratulations on your MVP and Team Canada. Well, <laughs> we're talking about NBA stuff, not politics. But so anyway. I was going to say, she went to the uh, Michelle Tafoya School of Journalism. <laughs> she's like, I cut that off real quick. Um, do you uh, do you foresee any surprises? Because I've got a couple listed off here if you want me to go go through them. Any notable players? Like do you have, no, no, do you, no, no. Do you have any, any surprises that you see happening? Because I've got a couple if you just want to react to them. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you can you can go through Okay, I got um, the WNBA uh, Hamby just punishing Jack Harlow on the block. <laughs> I got uh, what a Miles Garrett sending Machine Gun Kelly to the hospital. Miles Garrett's playing in it. Yeah, he's gonna win MVP. Have you seen him play basketball? Man, he's crazy <laughs> athletic. <laughs> uh, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly goes in to take a charge. Miles Garrett just sends him to the hospital. <laughs> Uh, Justin Bibb, Cleveland ma Cleveland's mayor, tears his ACL headline next day. Or Nyjah Houston declares his love for our boss's daughter, Katerie Dion. <laughs> Nyjah Houston dated our boss's daughter, by the way. <laughs> skateboarder, Olympic skateboarder, really, really popular guy. That would be the most shocking thing to me if, if we were watching and, uh, and he just declared his love for her on <laughs> national television. <laughs> um, yeah, Miles Garrett. I mean, you uh, you think he's gonna be MVP? You gonna put some money on Miles Garrett for celebrity MVP? I don't think anyone's gonna stop him. He's gonna hit a couple people on the head and throw some dunks <laughs> down and go way too hard. That's how football players play basketball. They just go way too hard and don't know how to stop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I enjoy watching it. And then we have the Rising Stars Challenge, which I love, absolutely love the format this year. Monty, are you familiar with the format this year? Is it is it the the sophomores, the freshmen versus the rookies versus sophomores? It's usually what it is, but now it's it's twenty eight players. Oh, 12 a, yeah, okay. twelve rookies, twelve sophomores, four members of the G League team. Split into four seven-person teams for a three-game tournament. Oh. I mean, that'll be good. Yeah, because it was sort of getting a little dead when they would just do rookies or sophomores. So this right. would be interesting. So we got coaches Isaiah Thomas, James Worthy, Rick Barry, and Gary Payton. Oh, okay. And then we got uh, the three um, G, G League uh, players are projected first-round picks in the 2022 draft. You got your boy... Jaden Hardy, your boy Dyson Daniels, and your boy Marjon Bochamp, which are the best names ever. <laughs> Plus, another best name ever, Scoot Henderson, who was a junior in high school, 
last year, and he signed a $1 million contract to go to the G League after his junior year of high school. He's averaging 14-5-4 and four in 24 minutes a game in the G League, and he's on LaMelo Ball's team. Mm. So if you're a true degenerate, I would say <laughs> bet the house on LaMelo Ball and Scoot Henderson. <laughs> nah, you got to bet on the team with uh, Maxi and Jalen Suggs. Yeah, here we go. Back to Jalen Suggs. <laughs> Hopefully he'll focus on one area of the court. <laughs> Um, and we have Marjan Bochamp. Of those, of those uh, G League players, does anyone have any insight into who's going to be the best? They're all good. Scoot Henderson is really good. I've never you, heard of any of them, to be honest. I've heard. Can of, you imagine being a junior in high school and being like, "Yeah, yeah, I think I'll start my career now." <laughs> Get paid right away. Wow. I would do it. I would take a million dollars to go to the G League. Right. Is this the future of, of NBA players, by the way? Is it yes. the G League? More and more doing it. Until yeah. they get rid of the um you have to go to college and they go you can go straight from high school. I think more and more are gonna go to the G League. Does that contribute to some of this NBA carousel? Like you're in AAU, you go to another team because they have a better player, you go to high school, you're in like four high schools throughout your career, you go to college, you're only there for one year, you don't have any loyalty. And then when you get to the NBA, you become James Harden. I mean, that's fair. It's this plausible and like that does happen. I know it used to be traditional. You just played in whatever high school was in your area and then you went to college and then you did that. Now it's like Every single year, these high school athletes are changing high schools and then teaming up in college and then teaming up in the pros. So they right. want life easy. Bastards. <laughs> we need to give. I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel bad for the owners of NBA teams. Nah, they're they're billionaires. <laughs> we shouldn't feel bad for. <laughs> oh my god! Meanwhile, dude, Philly. See, this is the reason, Charlie. Milwaukee is losing to Philly right now without James Harden. It's like, this is why I don't believe in this team. It's Milwaukee early. or Philly? Milwaukee's losing oh. 64 to 78 to Philly right now. It's early. It's it's just a regular season game in February. Like, yeah, they hold some weight, but it's early in the game and it's early right. in the season. That's why I'm like, I guess Cork well, the Bulls, the Bulls are taking game. all their games seriously. That's why they're on a five game winning streak. All right. Twenty twenty one dunk contest. Well, do you want to do three point contest? I want I want predictions. For the three point? Three I'm point. Let's go three point. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Okay. Booker's in it again. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going with hometown hero. Is he still playing though? Zach Levine. He said that he wants to participate. In oh, it. but he was hurt. Yeah, All I right. saw that. That that's that he said though that he still oh. wants to participate. All right. No practice. Injured Zach Levine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to go with my boy uh, Fred Van Fleet. He's he's my pick to win. What were the other options again? It's yep. Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Levine, McCollum, Ooh. Patty Mills, Towns, Van Fleet, Trey Young. Oh, wait. Devin Booker's not in it? Oh, <laughs> oh you're taking the guy who's not even in it. Oh, then I'll, take, just I'll take Trey Young. I'll take Trey Young. That's mine. You got to take oh, Luke. That's it. I <laughs> Trae swear Young I thought Devin win. Booker. I swear I thought Devin Booker. Steph Curry ain't in it? No, he I'll won take it last no, I'll take. I'll take the Aussie. I'll take Patty Mills. Okay, I'll and I'll in. take Van Fleet. That's fair. Who All you right. got? You can't pick Devin Booker, dude. I went with uh, Trey Young. Oh, okay. Got That's it. That's what I'm going with. I swear I thought Devin Booker that was That was a tough pick. I mean. <laughs> Devin Booker, he's, he's in street clothes, but he's I taking beat. shots. <laughs> Him in street clothes would probably beat the rest of them. <laughs> um. Luke Kennard, dark horse. I kind of like him. Why is he even like he's just there to all for All Star Weekend and be in one event and then leave? Probably. There's probably no Clippers All Star, so they're like getting get them involved somehow. That's fair. Clippers Maybe, are pretty good. Yeah, but they just don't have like that. They're just a team, like good team. 
Yeah. Well coached. All right. Tyron Here's a question. Here's a question. Do you think Paul George is an excellent defender like Charlie does? Yeah. Oh, I think come he's on. A, I think – no, like I I thought Paul George was like – I don't want to say he's on Kawhi's level, but – Oh, my is, God. I, I didn't say he's on Kawhi's level because Kawhi is the number one defender, like him and Giannis, like wing defenders, but I would put Paul George right behind him. That's insane. Cue it up. Cue it up. Barry, like, cue it right now. You have to play it. You have to play. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I'm playing Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> I told you. I told you I was going to embarrass you, Barry. He's he's a really good defender. He's He is. That's what I've been saying. He's, he's like, like six, no, 10, no, seven he's something wingspan. Athletic. I don't think he's very good. He almost won defensive player of the year just like three years ago, too. And 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 he's just like nah, he's not. I remember when they were they were touting his defense, and then he went against LeBron in the playoffs, and then it was like nothing. Because LeBron's LeBron. That's LeBron. <laughs> no, LeBron. LeBron shies away from big moments. He should have been able to lock him down. <laughs> Damn, Luca has forty-seven, eight, and thirteen right now. Dude, this Philly Milwaukee game is really good. It's a ten-point game. I know. We should end the stream so I can watch it. <sighs> we should end the stream. Um, all right, what else do I have? Oh, slam dunk competition. Let's watch. Let's watch uh, my boy. Uh, my boy Jalen Green, and then I'll tell you what. I really like uh, Juan Toscana too. Let's watch two amazing dunks. A bit of an off arm from Schroeder into the lane, driving kick, smart, short, Tate. The outlet to Green. Look at oh my. An out-of-bounds, spectacular hustle by Williams. You want to throw that up and, and let Christian just go get it. Uh, but excellent hustle. And now let's watch up most of my boy, Juan Toscano. Step back in. <laughs> Near disaster a couple times. But still no turnover. Shot clock at five. He ended his life. <laughs> um, yeah, who got JaVale. the dunk contest? Uh, yeah, on my boy JaVale. I got Jalen Green. But I like I, I like the dark horse Cole Anthony, too. You, you know how I like my magic flares. That's who I'm, I'm going with Cole Anthony. Oh, are you really? Yeah, like his um his high school mixtapes, he would be throwing around crazy dunks. And I know that was a couple years ago, and I'm just assuming maybe he has something down his up his sleeve. I like Jalen Green too. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it up his sleeve. I like Jalen Green, but a lot of his dunks are just like vicious. Like he just throws it down. I don't know if he but he's got does hops, like a dude. three. He's, he's got hops. That. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the way where, where is John Morant? He didn't want to do it. He oh would have won God. it, but he didn't want to do it. It's so lame. I will say it's a, I, I don't know if it's a hot, I would or force not. him to do it. I would say you're doing it. I like the three point contest more than I do the dunk contest. I think the dunk contest is very overrated. Yeah. I agree. Well, the last good one was the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine one. Aaron Gordon got robbed, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Well, I always say dunking is much like pizza, even when it's not great. It's pretty good. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Um, in the All-Star game, any surprises you see? Because I got one. I think DeJounte Murray takes this as an opportunity to be like, I'm fucking amazing, and uh, now I'm going to show you that in, in, in on the world stage. Well, he, it, he, he's going to play well, but he's not going to see that many minutes. They always always put the starters in to play like the last. He'll quarter take and... the he'll take his opportunity. He'll he'll do something that we, you're talking about afterwards. I think Giannis always plays well in the All Star game because it's just running up and down and dunking and doing all that. So, so you I got Team Giannis... LeBron. 
Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant's team is there. I don't know how he even drafted his team, but I'm going to, yeah, LeBron's team is better. <laughs> I got um, Rudy Gobert hitting a three. That's my <laughs> only prediction. Is that in a uh, prop bet? I'd like to take that. Dude, 83. By the way, 76ers are up 83-76 right now, and the fan just made a half-court shot. <laughs> I like watching these games on the um, on the stream east because you get to watch like all the, like the local shit that yeah. happens. Yeah, <laughs> like watching the Bulls like they had a whole like little halftime like performance where they're doing like an operation game. You just don't get that on the national broadcast. The Lovables. Oh, uh, the Lovables, dude, are <laughs> hot. <laughs> Kodak Black, fuck your white wife. <laughs> um, speaking of the Bulls. Do you uh should we schedule our next game right now? Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. The Bulls. I mean, let me take a look at their schedule. Now, Charlie, you got it. You got the two games. Yeah, there's two games. Uh oh. one's a little pricey. Um uh Memphis. Memphis. Uh, Memphis comes on uh Saturday, right? Twenty yeah, February twenty sixth. And then the other one, last game of the season, battle their ball brothers, Charlotte. Oh, I April second, and that game's cheaper. Lamella. April second. Yeah, I mean, seeing Lamelo, that'll be fire. A bit so right. jaw. Yeah, and the thing about Memphis is they got Gonzaga players, so that's mine. That's on it. Yeah, I mean, either is fine. I don't. I don't mind, but I think St. Lamella would be tough. Uh, you yeah. want to come watch the uh, the uh, All Star festivities with us? Is that that's on Saturday? Yeah, oh, we're watching the celeb game, and we're oh, oh that's on <laughs> yeah. Friday. We're, tossing, we're doing both. We're passing a hundo down on that. <laughs> yeah, game. I'm trying to I'm trying to watch the <laughs> Cleveland Mayor tear his ACL. Dude. <laughs> We can decide. We can pick tickets this weekend, but yeah. Um, for all you loyal listeners in the comments below, Memphis or Charlotte, Memphisy. Who do we see? Yeah, let us know. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, let us. Uh, yeah, money. Uh, more than welcome. Or we could go out to a bar. Yeah, I'm down. You could watch it here. <laughs> I'd be down to go out in Wrigley and watch like uh, the all, where if they play it somewhere, it'd be dope if they had it at that dueling piano bar. <laughs> Sluggers, yeah, or uh, anywhere near you too, Monty. That would work. Yeah, I mean, I'm more back at the crib. Could go up to Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> we could go. We could go to Cleveland. We could fly to Cleveland this weekend. Watch. I'm not going to Cleveland. I don't think I'll ever go to Cleveland. We could we could seat snake them. Could start up. The- Where where's the All Star uh, festivities on your um on your um all time list of sporting events to go to? I don't think I would want to go to them. Really? No. You wouldn't want to go Saturday night? No. I mean they're cool, but I mean I would I pers- like if it's for free. Yeah, I mean I personally wouldn't spend money to go see All Star Weekend. Interesting. I'd rather see a playoff game, like whether it be the first, second, or like third round, than go to All Star Weekend. Okay. All right. I think this is a solid cast. I mean, we only talked about All Star Weekend for twenty minutes. Good thing we had that full debate on the Orlando Magic. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, is there anything else I missed there? Nope. I played the one Toscana. We're good. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I haven't played this all day, so I'm going to play it right now before uh, Friday night. I always knew I wasn't going to be gay. Always knew. All right, so <laughs> let's intro and outro Friday night because it's tomorrow night. Thanks for listening, and uh, tune in next week. We'll, we'll be reacting to hopefully an epic all-star game. Actually, I'll be skiing, but I'm, I, actually, I'll bring my computer. I think I can make it, I can make it happen. Um, so Friday night, good night, and take care. Sing a song. Sound of this. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might 
fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday. Now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up. Jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow. Headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out. Thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut. Three stacks on the radio. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are